Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 152 of the show. Uh, this is the Premier League show. If you're if you're clicking right on after you listen to the NFL show, thanks for listening to both. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into games, but first I'd like to say hello to Matt, of course, my co-host. What's going on with you? Dylan, I'm really liking the weather's cooling down. Oh, it's we nice. start next week. It's going to be like high 60s, low 70s, which is premium fall weather um it's my honestly my favorite time of the year um not just for the weather alone but like with i've said we've said it before just with the sports going on and everything picking back up so and uh controversial take the new fifa's coming out so that should be interesting yeah um i think get, we're getting more people involved in the pro club scene so yes. it should be it should be more enjoyable to a certain degree yeah. um you can only take a little spoon spoon uh, mouthful of stuff, but um, the web app comes out in an hour too yes, as of recording it. So I was going to hopefully start that, and then I got to head up the road, get a haircut, and then from there just go to a game or something. But yeah, it's it's exciting times, and uh, unfortunately we got an international break in the middle of it with yeah. Prem, so um, we're going to have to wait a little bit until hey, we least, can pick back up on the show we'll have, here. Uh, we'll have a couple of days to focus on our, our ultimate teams, right? Before we, we get thrown back into podcasting and, and yeah, the league. I think, I think early access is the 27th and yes. the full launch is the 30th. So, yep. So I'm excited. Um, okay. We'll jump into these games. Villa one, Southampton nil alone. Jacob Ramsey goal in the 41st was the difference in this one. Villa with 11 shots on target. Southampton, just seven, three shots on target for the villains, 53% possession. They outpassed Southampton and they looked much, much better. In my opinion, Villa currently on seven points in 15th spot. Um, Southampton are, why am I not seeing them? 14th on seven yeah. points as well. So really well-needed result for Villa. I think, I don't know how, but I think um, Gerard is doing just enough to avoid the hammer. It's it's crazy, man. I was, what did I take a draw on this game? Yeah, I no, you, you and Zach went with Southampton. I uh, went with a draw overall uh, for the week. We all went four and three. All right. Um. Overall, you're at 29 and 38. I'm Jesus. at 34 and 33, and Zach is 33 and 34. All right, so I'm uh, I'm considerably behind. Uh, hopefully, we get that figured out. But I think Villa looked uh, looked okay in this game. Their offense, of course, is not uh, probably as prolific as as we would want. Um, we saw Coutinho and Bailey line up in left center, left attacking mid and, and right attacking mid with Watkins all the way up top. I think, to be honest with you, this is probably the best lineup they can put out. Kansa and Mings there at the back. Mings got a start after not really uh, seeing all that much time on the field. They do have a bench that are full that's full of players that I think are are of some some quality. Dendonker, of course, is on their bench. Wendia, Douglas, Louise, all guys that can get a job done. So, I don't. I don't know what we uh, should expect from Villa moving forward, but this is definitely a good result. I think Southampton are, are pretty hard done by to, to not get a point. Yeah, this is how the season's going to go for Southampton. Just when you think they're going to get a leg up on a team, they, they let you down and vice versa. When you think a team's going in strong into a match, they all of a sudden flip the table on you. So uh, I would say Aston Villa coming up have a few favorable matchups. Their next two against... 
Leeds on uh, the second, and then they play Nottingham Forest before a big match against Chelsea. So um, this is the prime area where Gerard needs to rack up some points. I think with the squad they have, they definitely have a team able to potentially crack around that 10th place position. Yeah. I think that's where both of us, we, we've kind of predicted them around 10 to 12 in that area. So right on track, obviously a slow start. Um, kind of a good thing that Leicester one was postponed. Uh, would have been a I quit match for one of the managers. Uh, but now he gets a big win against a decent team. I think uh, he needs to figure out how to unlock Coutinho's potential. Um, not potential, just like his just his quality. freedom. Yeah, yeah. He he seems like he's locked up a bit in his play, and uh, it might be in the formation. I don't know. Um, they rotate between that two up top with Ings and Watkins, and then the current team has Bailey getting more minutes now. He he's more so a right winger. He holds that right side, uh, Coutinho in behind, and then Watkins kind of drifts off to the left most of the time. So, kind of rotates from a three two. A four three three to like a four one a four three one two, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think Aston Villa just need more consistency in their back line. They put in a lot of money for Diego Carlos to come in and be their guy, but uh, they've had to revert back to last season's team. And now Matty Cash with a bit of a knock, and Ashley Young's going to have to hold the hold the spot for a little bit. So um, good result, Southampton. This is how it's going to be all year. Just like I said, up and down. Um, I'd like to see Ward Prowse in more advanced positions. They've been playing him more in a DM role since they let go from AU. Um, and now it doesn't help with Lavia as well out for a while. So he's going to play in a more, uh, a deep line playmaker role. Um, so his value in fantasy is definitely going to be more so on, on set pieces. Yep. Um, okay. Then we have moving forward, Nottingham Forest two, Fulham three, Despite Tywo Owenyi scoring in the 11th minute and opening the scoring, Fulham charged back with a Tosin Adarabioyo goal in the 54th, a Jao Paulinha goal in the 57th, and a Harrison Reed goal in the 60th. His, they scored three goals in just six minutes. Lewis O'Brien pulled one back at the end in the 77th, but Fulham, with an absolute barrage of goal goals uh, yeah, in that six-minute span, take all three points. And I told a couple of people, I gave some tips out, on this game, I said Fulham are an absolute lock to beat to to win to beat Nottingham Forest. They were plus money. I thought it was completely free. It was sweaty. The first half was sweaty. They did not look good. They looked slow. They didn't look clinical whatsoever. And then they just snapped like that, and it was an absolute barrage of goals. Uh, Adara Bioyo, I think, is is really really good. They made some changes. Um, in this game, Mitrovic didn't look great. Willian actually got the start. Unbelievable to see Willian back. Um, but for Paulinia and Reed to both get goals from their deep-lying midfield positions, I think is fantastic. And it's an indicator of just how good Fulham are as a unit. They have played extremely well this season. And it's good to see the fact um, that even when Mitrovic doesn't scores, they can pull goals from other spots on the pitch. Uh, I don't think Nottingham Forest were bad, but my issue with them is the fact that they just can't seem to hold results. Uh, when they get out ahead, they have capitulated now multiple times. Um, we saw this two or three weeks ago as well when they lost. Um, they let another team come from behind. Not really what you want to see. So uh, I think Fulham take a lot away from this, and I think this is a sign to Nottingham Forest that they need to shore up uh, their defense. And when they're playing... While ahead, 
um, to defend a little bit better, to play more as a team, and to protect those leads because they don't have enough players uh, in those forward positions to get you goals when you're in a bang, you know, a bang bang game where you're trying to trade goals and and, and defend together as a unit. They they can't do that. So if you manage to get a goal as Nottingham Forest and you're ahead, you need to defend better. You need to be more careful with the lead, and you need to hold on because that really they need those points. They're they're in a really tough spot right now on the table, uh, and they've they've thrown away a lot of results. Yeah, the last two, especially against both teams that were promoted with them, and exactly the same results. 3-2 defeats to Bournemouth and now Fulham. Fulham now sixth in the table, right above Chelsea. Um, they've scored 12 goals, which is the top half of the league, but they've also given up 11, which is bottom half. So um, they're lucky to, I mean, it shows they're not afraid to go forward and score goals. They're a possession-based side. Um, I feel like Nottingham Forest, with the, with the eight defenders they brought in, specifically center backs, uh, none of them seem like they're able to be a, a starter in the Premier League. There's just too much going on back there. Usually when you play a back three, it's because you don't trust them as much um, in their defensive duties. Uh, they sit back, whereas if you played a, a four-back system, the two in the middle are very responsible, and uh, they're able to play with the ball and are strong in their one-on-ones. So it seems like they're a bit all over the place with the formation, with the lineups uh, selection, uh, the hype was all about Jesse Lingard coming in, and now it's like he's almost forgotten with the other 10 names brought in. Um, they're, they're really buying into this Brendan Johnson. Um, I Honestly, I would think they would lean more towards Dennis. The guy scored 10 goals last year in the Prem. Um, you, you spent the money on him. He needs to be playing more. You know he can get it done. And you're trusting three guys up front that have no long-term experience in this league. So I think they just need to get results in the short term with the experience they have rather than experimenting with all these new young blood guys. Um, we know Nico Williams has been a bright spot for them at that right wing back. Very attacking, creative going forward. Uh, whips in a lot of great crosses, great service. Um, yeah, there's just too many question marks, in my opinion, for that team overall, whereas Fulham seem like they know themselves. Even Tim Ream at left back did a decent job filling in for Anthony Robinson out for the day. Um, so then they're not rotating their squad at all, really. So um, obviously you mentioned William, he did get an assist. But yeah, they're getting the job done with a limited amount of guys playing, whereas Nottingham Forest, it's all over the place. So uh, they find themselves in a really precarious situation in 19th, right above Leicester. And their next couple games are, are must-wins pretty much. And specifically, that next match they play is Leicester. So it's a battle for the bottom of the table. Um, yeah. I think a defeat there is pretty critical in their season right before um, that. When we come back, there's only six weeks left before the world cup break. So um, they really need to start turning this page. And I think they need to get at least around like 10 to 15 points before the break. If they really want to um, have a decent chance to stay up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next one. Wolves nil, Man City three. This one went exactly as we expected. Jack Grealish goal in the first, and Erling Holland goal in the sixteenth. Nathan Collins red card in the thirty third. And I feel oh my god! I mean that was an unreal challenge. He he just straight up kicked Grealish in the chest. So happy he got sent off for that one. That was fucking brutal. And then Foden with a goal in the sixty ninth. Um, went exactly as we expected. 
City, easy first half dub. Um, you know, they, they had this game wrapped up in the first 15 minutes, to be honest with you. Holland, unbelievable. So, so, so good. Um, 16 shots for City, seven of those on target. Excellent conversion right there. Uh, 60% possession, 622 passes. They had 200 more passes than Wolves did. Uh, Wolves with six shots and one shot on target. Wolves now in 17th, two points from the drop. City on 17 points, just one point behind Arsenal, who are still in first somehow or another. Um, I don't know, man. I don't even know what there is to, to say about City. They they are just as good as they were last season. They're getting goals from their their top three players, you know, the guys that were left, center, and right, not in terms of talent, you know, um, but just so good. They They get the ball. Uh, from that midfield to the top so well and put those chances away. De Bruyne looks great. Silva looks good. Rodri, great in that center role as well, of course. And Akanji actually got the start here uh, at the back. I think that was a great change. I don't, you know, I don't really think Stones at right back is, is the solution for them long term nah. in terms of uh, in terms of woes back there. But He's definitely a player that's going to stay back a little bit more, and that is what I was suggesting, is they just play one guy who's going to range forward and then have a more stable right back. I think, to be honest with you, they would be better served putting Ake back there or somebody who's a little bit more mobile, uh, just in terms of, of mobility on the defensive end, not necessarily going forward. But we'll have to see. You know, Pep's Pep's trying something new out there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's what I asked for, so I, I can't really complain. Uh, what do you think? Uh, this was this was a pretty easy uh, recap for me. Just very simple win. Yeah, pretty bog standard. I did think Wolves had their opportunities to score. They just dragged their chances too much, and the red card just sealed the envelope and and ended the day for them. Um, Ruben Neves kind of slid back into like a sweeper role, which he kind of did a decent job at. Um, they honestly looked better with ten than with the full eleven. There was at times where the second half. City only got one goal against the 10, but two against the 11. So um was interesting there how they couldn't finish them quickly enough. Um, but yeah, I think still that, that the counter and those fullbacks, that the fullback space that is left by Stones and Cancelo or those players in general um, is where Wolves capitalized. And I think they had the quality to get in those spots. It just came down to putting the ball in the back of the net or even just on frame and the guys up front for them couldn't. They're all talented players, but they're not out-and-out goal scorers, and we saw Holland get the job done with very few chances, and uh, puts him at a total of 11 now. He's first by five goals. Next is Kane and Mitrovic with six. Um, he's running away with it. He's on track to score at least 40 to 50 goals this year in the league alone. Um, it's looking like it's very possible. It's only up to him if he can stay fit. And to Man City's favor, Norway's not in the World Cup, so um, I think he's on track for a historic year. Yeah, for sure. I I can totally see it happening. He just looks completely unstoppable at this point. Um, okay, we had Newcastle one, Bournemouth one. Oh, this is an unfortunate one here for me. I I had Newcastle win this game and they were unable to do so. Uh, twenty shots for Newcastle, seven on target. Ten for Bournemouth, three on target. Philip Billing with a great finish inside the six-yard box in the 62nd minute. Alexander Isak got uh, a penalty right back after a handball. Was definitely a handball, by the way. Uh, but Bournemouth overall, I think, looked much, much better than they have in recent weeks. 
Uh, there was a great finish there. They probably could have had two goals. Newcastle definitely could have had three or four goals, but they weren't able to uh, to convert. Fraser didn't look great. Bit of a ghost. Almer on the same way. I think Jolinton, Willick, and Gimars looked good, um, and so did Dan Byrne the back there. He had a couple of really, really clutch tackles. Um, but they were they were unable to get three points, and I just think that they, they absolutely have to against a Bournemouth side who are struggling, a Bournemouth side who have a new manager. Um, they're in 12th somehow or another. Uh, I do think Newcastle are considerably better than them, even though the two teams are both on eight points. I think this is an unfortunate result for Newcastle. I'm, I'm certain that they'll have um, expected more out of this team, but... Shit like this happens, and sometimes you you outplay a team and you're still unable to win. That's that's just the prem, you know. They're just dropping too many points in key situations. We saw the the end of the Liverpool game. Uh, this game, they should have gotten more out of. They just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net sooner. Um, once Bournemouth got that first, it was uh, hitting the panic button. Um, they five ties in their first seven games. It's it's not good enough. Nope. They definitely need to be earning more points than that. Um, they've been really missing those guys that are hurt in St. Max Wilson. And uh, Gamaras did make a return here and and did a little bit, but it wasn't enough. And Trippier, once again, on his free kicks, hitting off the post. Jolington hit off the post. Um, the chances were there. They had 20 shots in total, seven on target. Um, the, the the stats lead, lean you toward Newcastle needing to get it done, but... Bournemouth are just able to stick into these games. It's turning out that they're really they're really d- digging in the trenches with this new manager, um, undefeated in his first three matches, a win and two draws, um, and they're at a pretty decent spot in the table. Very early, but negative thirteen goal differential in the end is going to hurt them. Um, if they're even with a lot of these teams, they do have a lot of favorable matchups coming up where they can get more. Their next four matches are. Brentford, Leicester, Fulham, and Southampton. So teams around their area, Fulham up in the upper end of the table, which I, I think we can agree isn't where they're going to be at the end of the year. But um, you never know, especially with the Prem. So I think going forward, Newcastle just need to take this break um, with as much care in the recovery of all their players yeah. um, and just come back stronger on that first game back, which... Um, is going to be a tough one against Fulham. So yeah. um, three points there is a must for them because the next couple games they're going to be going into a couple dog fights. They have United and Tottenham scheduled in October, um, as well as Everton, which is never an easy matchup. So um, they need to start getting these wins sooner before um, people start questioning things with Eddie Howe. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're going to move on to Tottenham 6, Leicester City 2. Man, this was a battering. Uh, despite... Leicester City playing a decent first half. Uh, they got completely smashed in the second half by Son. We'll talk about him. Uh, Tielemans goal in the sixth that was a penalty. Kane got one back immediately in the eighth. Uh, Eric Dyer won in the 21st. And then James Madison leveled things before halftime. He had a goal in the 41st. Nice goal there as well. But Tottenham were the team in the second half. They came out absolutely Stunting Rodrigo Bentancourt got on the score sheet in the 47th. Then Son got subbed on and let out an absolute barrage of goals. He had a 13-minute hat trick off the bench, which is unreal. First goal in the 73rd, then one in the 84th, then one in the 86th. 
And that first goal is a contender for goal of the season for me so far. That was unreal. You can see how much it meant to him. I like Son. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he's held to a very high standard because people know how good he is. Um, and he just unleashed an absolute screamer into the top right corner. Can use both feet, but it was a right-footed strike. Totally bewildered Danny Ward. Um, what an unbelievable performance from Son. He's he's player of the week for me. Um, and and Spurs look good. You know they're they're capable. This just goes to show how capable Spurs are of scoring. Uh, they don't have a ton of games where they've scored a lot of goals. But if everybody's firing on the same cylinder, Kane's up to up to snuff. Uh, Richarlison's up to snuff. He didn't score in this game, but um, and Kulisevsky is alongside Son like. This team could score six goals against against any defense in the league. It's one hundred percent possible. This is a this is a game they needed. They got a goal from the center back and then goals from up top. Fantastic, fantastic result for them. Worried about Leicester. Think they might go down. To be honest with you, after what I've seen, but Tottenham are going to be one of those teams that are contending for the title for sure. Hey, yeah, definitely. Tottenham's going to be in it for the long run. Um, Son really needed this match to get back into the light, um, had a really bad start to the year. People talking about him being benched, and he actually was benched. You called it thinking Richarlison was going to start, and he did. And uh, what an impact. He just won the favor of the manager back there. Um, Bentecourt picking up his first goal for the club, picking picking uh, Aditi's pocket, who had a really poor game. And you just see the frustration in the Leicester players out on the field. There's not no trust really between a few of them. Um, Danny Ward is just absolutely awful in goal. Um, was really put into a bad spot uh, with by the club, letting go Schmeichel late in the window. And it's just the spine of that team is where everything's falling apart. Johnny Evans is the only person in the back that has any sort of defensive IQ. Uh, the new player they brought in is kind of thrown in to the Wolves. Um, and Didi is like playing a multitude, a multiple roles in some games center back, some games holding mid. I mean... Tilly Mons isn't sure about his his um, future. He missed a penalty and then uh, was lucky enough to get it uh, Vard back, and he made the other one. Um, the best player so far has been James Madison. He's had a great yeah. start through the year. Um, just shows the quality he has. And it, I just think with those players, they won't, they won't go down, but it's hard to take that stance with just the amount of goals they're letting up. They let up the most goals in the league, more than Bournemouth at 22. So... It's they really need to figure things out there. I think the managerial change is needed at this point. Um, I'm surprised they didn't let him go yet in Rogers. It's just uh, they need a fresh, fresh voice in the locker room, really. And I think January is going to be big for them. They need they have not need they have to bring in two to three new faces, especially in the back line and in the goalkeeper position to to get some confidence because those players don't have confidence in the goalkeeper. Um, then it's not going to be a formula for success, really. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Danny Ward, worst player of the season so far? What do you think? I think so. Uh, I think there's a couple more candidates up there. Well, he's got to be top five, right? Easily top five. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to I'd have to brush over a couple of players and teams, but I think he's definitely one hundred percent, maybe even top three. Maybe next week we'll do on the on the off week we'll do. Top five worst five players of the season. Yeah, I'm cool with that. It's a countdown there. All right, cool. 
Uh, we'll move on to a uh, really good performance in North London. Actually, no, this game was at this game was at G Tech. Um, so Arsenal scored three. West London. It's West London. Uh, Arsenal scored three. Brentford scored nil. Saliba with a goal in the seventeenth. Heard that beautiful, beautiful song. Gabriel Jesus with one in the twenty eighth, and then new boy Fabio Vieira getting his first Premier League goal of the season after scoring in Europa League last week. He scored in the forty ninth. Uh, 13 shots for Arsenal, 5 for the Bees, 7 shots on target for Arsenal with 64% possession, just 2 shots on target for Brentford in this one. This is a matter of class. Uh, Arsenal have a better team on paper. Tony not able to get that 3-goal performance that he got last week. Uh, Vieira looked great in that center mid position. He played further up towards the top with Thomas and Xhaka in the pivot. Don't know what happened about the rape allegations, but it looks like Thomas is relatively untouched. Um, Saka, great lawyer. Yeah, good lawyer, I guess. Saka and Martinelli on the right and left, respectively, with Tierney, Gabriel, uh, Saliba, who I mentioned, and Ben White at the back. This Arsenal team is playing extremely well as a unit. Um, despite an unfortunate result uh, last week, they were able to bounce back and absolutely hammer the bees here. Just not a uh, not a result from, from Brentford. They didn't show up on the day. Um, Zach expected... Expected them to to stay in this game, but this was Brentford's heaviest home defeat in the top flight since May of 1947, when they lost to Blackburn uh, by the same zero to three scoreline. Um, Jesus looks great. Saliba looks great. This is an, a really really good team. I'm looking forward to them for the rest of the season. I hope that they can keep up this play because they're just playing so well as a unit. They're actually putting chances away. Um, and I'm really impressed with what I've seen from Arsenal so far. It's it's a good time to be an Arsenal fan. They're at the top of the table um, on 18 points, just a point ahead of City. Brentford fall to nine points uh, in ninth position. Yeah, I was really disappointed with Brentford in this yeah. game, especially the first half. There was just no no fight or anything in the play. Um, so, and especially after Saliba scored again, that's somebody you don't expect to score multiple times in the year, and I think that really just dropped their confidence. The midfield was overrun. Vieri making his first start in the Prem uh, really popped off. Great goal, as you mentioned. Saka was a bit of a, a maestro stepping in for Odegaard out on the day. Um, Jesus, um, I'm, I'm upset with him. He's got four yellow cards already in seven games. He's got double what Xhaka has. Um, he gets one more, he's going to be suspended for a match, which... I probably am going to pass out for my fantasy team yeah. because um, I need him. Um, so he needs to sort himself out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was probably the most dominant game of the week, even more than the Man City game, I would say. Um, it's just everything seems like it's going right at Arsenal. It's just I think we've seen this at times last year and in previous years where um, it just seems like everything's gelling. Everybody's Mikel in. Um, we're probably going to see that run coming soon and potentially it could be the, the North London Derby coming back. You got, we, we have Tottenham, Liverpool, and then Leeds. Um, and then you sprinkle in a bunch of Europa League games in there too. So, um, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint the time, but everything seems like it's going right and it starts with their new signings. So, and, um, Zinchenko's still been missing out as well. So they're figuring things out without him and, we saw the uh, history made with that the 15-year-old for Arsenal getting a debut that yeah. uh, and one and one Neri 
Um, I think you said it was like 15 years and like a hundred some days. That's, that's crazy to think, uh, putting myself in that situation at 15 years old, playing in the Premier League is probably something special. Yep. Sure. Um, all right. That's everything. It's, or no, we have one more game. One more game. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. This was a bad one too. Everton won West Ham nil. Uh, Neil Mopai scored in the 53rd minute. That was the only goal in the game. Seven shots for Everton, 14 for West Ham, two shots on target for the Southeast, four for the Irons. 54% possession for Everton. Played a better game. Um, Neil Mopai up top with Tamari Gray and Aaron Gordon on the uh, right and left, respectively. It will be uh, Idrissa Gray and Onana in the midfield with uh, Mikolenko, Tarkowski, Cody, and Patterson across the back. Um, Antonio getting the start up top for West Ham. No Skamaka. He uh, he got subbed on later on, but Paqueta started in the midfield. He did not look good. Fornals and Bowen, left center mid and right center mid, and then Rice and Suchek playing the pivot. Cresswell, Kerr, Zuma, and Kufal across the back with Fabianski in goal. Not a good result for West Ham. They uh, they look tough, man. They're another team just like... Um, Leicester, who I do not think look good. West Ham are currently in the relegation zone, 18th position on four points. They have three losses in their last five. Leicester, of course, with five in their last five. Really good result for Everton, who are in 13th place. Four draws and a win in their last five. Seven points and 13th. Um, great result for Frank and the Toffees, but uh, I take more uh, about West Ham in this game. I mean, they, they, they look really, really, really bad. No game plan, not playing as a unit not getting enough goals. Um, they're struggling with that new signing, Kamaka. He's looked okay in midweek games, but he does not look um, like that that finishing sort of master uh, that I think that they, they expected to sign. And I they're not getting anything in a Bowen either. He was really good last season, and he's been fucking awful. So I, I worry about West Ham moving forward, man. There's nothing to take out of this game other than the fact that they were just extremely, extremely poor all over the pitch. Yeah, not every signing Premier League teams make will succeed and um, come off greatly. But uh, yeah, he has a profile to really stand out, but it just doesn't seem like he can keep up with the play of the league. So um, I definitely think Cornet needs to play more for them. Every time he comes off the bench, he makes a major impact with uh, his explosive pace. And we, we saw last year, he led the team um, with Burnley last year in goals, uh, almost keeping them up. But he he's a major difference maker for them. Paqueta, same deal as Shamaka, isn't really um, getting into tune yet with the team. And then he's still new to the league and probably adapting to life in England now. Um, but yeah, they, I think they really need to just keep practicing together. This break's going to help them a lot. They have a couple matches coming up where they can get things right. Definitely Bowen starting to score will help. Um, they relied on him so much last year to get them seventh position. Um, and yeah, I think on the, ever, the other end for Everton, anytime they win a game, it's going to be just like this. It's very scrappy. They get one goal and just hold on to it. Um, Begovic. Did well filling in for Pickford here. Um, the back line held it down strong. I think the midfield, Adrisi Gunnagay back in Everton colors. Um, right back in with like he never left. Really filling in that void that they've been having for a while. Um, with DeCorey and Allen having injury issues and uh, form problems. And Moot Pai getting off on the score sheet again. Uh, his first for Everton now. He showed after he scored how much it meant to him getting back into... 
into form and enjoying his football. So, and then the last thing I'll say is thank you to Alex Awobi for getting that assist because he saved me in fantasy for the week. Um, so, yeah, um, Everton finally getting their first win of the year. They are, were the second to last team to register a win. So now only Leicester City has not got a win in the league yet. That's crazy. It really is. I wasn't expecting. Leicester to be the, the last team in the table, but here we are. That's why the Prem's as good as it is. It's, it's all these unrespected, uh, or unexpected results, rather. Uh, okay, that's everything, right? That is. All right, cool. Um, sorry about the, the super short episode this week, but um, just not all that much to talk about. I think we uh, we covered the games well enough, and next week, I, I guess Matt and I will do the uh, worst five, best five performers so far. I mean, we're what? tenth of the way through the season not a tenth an eighth yeah i'd say like an eighth okay um cool so you guys will get that next week and then um we'll be back the following week with uh with a recap of the, the weekend's games right yeah yep yep next week will be that and then uh the preview and then we'll be back into the groove with beautiful Play coming thinking fast. There's going to be a lot of midweek matches in Europe and also in the league, probably. So yeah. um, it's going to be very hectic time before the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to this one. Make sure to check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find all current, past, um, and future episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Just search us up, Post20Podcast. We'll see you next week. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this one. Enjoy the NFL because there's not going to be any prem. Um, Take care, guys. We'll see you soon.